Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Donald Trump is not only going to make his announcement tonight at 9 p.m., he is backing Kevin McCarthy. Yes, he's backing Kevin McCarthy. Now, I've said many, many times, I know what my job is. My job is to not only provide perfectly executed political analysis in a compelling way with the attractive sound of my voice and charismatic personality. I admit I've got a face for radio, but that's fine. It is to make an absolute, right? Say things that are absolute. Well, I'm going to tell you when there is no absolute. And I've said to you all along, I want to be wrong about Kevin McCarthy. I want to be. I want to be wrong. I want to get on the air a year and a half from now and go, my God, any doubts that I had about Kevin McCarthy, woo! I am only absolute when the absolute presents itself. Now, it's easy for some people, right? There are people on social media. There are some people that say that just say absolute things uh, to say absolute things. I have more of a responsibility to you. As I've said before, when there are going to be some Johnny-come-latelys that are going to not understand that when I say I'm going to endorse the same person in 2024 that I endorsed in 2016, 2012, and 2008, this program was not on the air here in 2004 or 2001. If you've been with me for any length of time, you know who I endorsed, and that is no one. So I'm openly saying it. I want to be wrong about Kevin McCarthy. The problem is the Republican Pez dispenser. Hastert's going to be a conservative. Oh, he's going to he's gonna ram the agenda down. Oh, Boehner. Boehner's going to be a conservative. Bob Paul Ryan. They're going to do all sorts of conservative things. They're going to cut the budget. They're going to fight. They're going to repeal Obamacare. They're going to build a wall. And then they don't. And then they don't. And one of my favorite things... And this is the reason. Let me just lay this out for anyone who's new to the program, why I don't endorse people. It's the same reason why I don't like early voting. I don't like early voting, at least not before. My God, I don't understand this. Early voting before the candidates debate. Before the candidates debate. Why would you vote for something that might... We saw this with Kathy Hochul. We saw it with... Uh, Katie Hobbs. We saw it with Fetterman. There were people that voted for Fetterman before they ever saw him get up on a stage and discuss the issues with Dr. Oz. And if Fetterman's performance was like an OS moment for them, well, you put your you put your ballot in the vault, pal. Nothing you can do about it now. There's there's no taking it back, right? You cast your ballot. That's it. If you endorse someone very early on and they do something 
crazy after the fact, you're held you're held to account for that. Well, you endorsed this guy. Now, it's another thing if you endorse someone or you've defended someone. Look, there have been times where I've defended Mitch McConnell. I'm not going to lie that I've defended Mitch McConnell. I defended Mitch McConnell many times. Up and down. Towards the end of the, the Obama years. I defended George Bush. I defended Dick Cheney. Hell, I defended Liz Cheney at points. But if they evolve in a way or make a move that is no longer consistent with the reason why I defended them or is separate from the reason why I defended them, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go, oh my God, I once defended Liz Cheney. Now I am married to her. I'm not married to Liz Cheney. I'm not married to any candidate. Not even Donald Trump. Not even Donald Trump. I wholeheartedly supported him. I don't regret voting for him. If he's the Republican nominee, I'm going to vote for him again. This is just that simple. But I will say this. Two things. If any portion of tonight's announcement is used to attack Ron DeSantis, the only people that benefit from that are the Democrats. And millions of people who are not anti-Trump will become I, I have learned that no piece of advice that anybody can give Donald Trump is going to affect how Donald Trump moves forward. But I would say, if I was sitting in the room with President Trump, this is what I would say. President Trump, Ron DeSantis is not Rand Paul or Carly Fiorina or Jeb Bush. He is going to have a well-rehearsed, well thought out, well scripted out, well gamed out response to anything you say. As a matter of fact, sir, I think he's doing that right now. He's probably thinking of all the things that you could possibly say and he is crafting what will be a super creative response to it. That's it. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. There should be a primary. We don't believe in coronations. We don't believe in kings. One of the things that attracted people to Donald Trump early on was the uh, dynasties. There were already two Bush presidencies. The assumption that the establishment was just going to give us the third and we weren't going to ask any questions. It was just going to be Bush versus Clinton, the two big brand names. A lot of people were like, all right, hell no with that. Hell no with that. And Donald Trump stepped into a space that was almost made for him in the sense that you'd think other Republicans would have saw that coming. And this is what I would say to the establishment. If you don't like candidates like Trump, then do the stuff you say you're going to do when you're campaigning. If you tell us you're going to cut the budget, if you tell us you're going to secure the border, if you tell us you're going to repeal Obamacare and you don't, then we're going to look to a guy like Trump because Trump hasn't spent his entire life making allies in Washington and climbing ladders and owing favors. You keep doing this, we're going to keep looking to the outside. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. And I've wrestled over and over with this. I don't say I a lot. If you know if you listen to this program, I don't say I. 
there are some things like we're going to get into this uh, a clip of uh, of uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse saying originalism is inappropriate. Uh, that, that that's an absolute that presents itself to me. That's that's easy. The media's reaction to Carrie Lake is easy. Carrie Lake should spend the next four years acting like Stacey Abrams. As a matter of fact, Carrie Lake should simply recite quotes from Stacey Abrams without crediting her when the media speaks to her and see if they pick up on it. Carrie Lake should get out there right now and say the exact things, the exact same things that Stacey Abrams said. Pretty basic. That's an absolute. Presents itself. There's no gray area. I need not discuss it. I need not wrestle with it. But there are lots of people that voted for Trump that are going weak in this moment. And I've said I will will not be joining any dump Trump train. MAGA started with Trump. America first started with Trump. And it was born out of the failure of the Tea Party. How many Republicans were Tea Party? Tea Party this, Tea Party that. And then as soon as they got to Washington, they became the swamp. Not all, but some. And then there were some that were as rhino as rhino can get, establishment as establishment can get. They're like, yes, I'm with the Tea Party. And then they forgot all about it. That's what gave us Trump, and that's what gave us MAGA. And there's more nuance to the failure of the so-called red wave. And it comes from within the Republican Party. It comes from within. Whether it's the Lincoln Project, former Republicans on MSNBC, the Senate Leadership Fund, Mitt Romney refusing to endorse Mike Lee. When did Mike Lee become part of the problem? When did Mike Lee become part of the problem? Mike Lee's not part of the problem. Mike Lee's part of the solution. It came from within. You had Republicans who said, okay, we'd rather lose and keep our power within than win should we not be running the party anymore. As a matter of fact, I've got some audio of one of these Lincoln Project a-holes saying we have to blow up the Republican Party altogether. Blow it up. And you know what they actually think? They actually think that this intersection between the MSNBC crowd and the establishment of the Democrat Party is going is going to create a space for them to be some kind of new Republican Party. I'll make this easy on you. You name me the Republican candidate for president, the Republican nominee and Republican president that these people ever liked while they were in office. They hated Reagan. They hated Bush. They hated Bush. They hated McCain. They hated Romney. All of a sudden, well, Carrie Lake pissed off the McCain faction. These are the people that were calling John McCain a racist. These are the people that were calling Mitt Romney a racist. As a matter of fact, they call every Republican a racist. I saw a piece. Of, does anyone know who Amanda Marcotte is? Amanda Marcotte is a anti-Catholic bigot, portraying herself as a progressive columnist over at Salon. She actually ran the blog site for Carrie and Edwards. 
when some of the most controversial crap came out about the two of them. And she's out there saying, oh, the Republican Party is continuing its descent into sexism, racism, and homophobia. The media is creating the toxicity around Trump. Now, granted, there have been times, and most recently, he has not done himself any favors. Going to be honest with you on that one. But the media is no longer practicing journalism. The media is a narrative operation. When the media talks about lack of diversity in the Republican Party, a Republican Party that doesn't understand women's issues, did they cover the count of 28 black candidates running for the House of Representatives as conservatives? No, they didn't. They went out of their way to ignore the six young Hispanic women if they weren't busy insulting them. Did anyone hear did anyone hear about George Santos at all? You're now first hearing about George Santos, the first openly gay Republican. Who's Brazilian, by the way. What does that make him? Latino, but not Hispanic, right? Okay, because he's because Brazilians speak Portuguese. Okay. Did anyone hear about this guy? Running as a gay Republican? No. Why? Because that would shatter the narrative. If they appropriately and accurately covered the people running for Congress as Republicans, their entire narrative of lacking diversity or hostility towards minorities or whatever it is would have to go out the window. How do you say, well, there's a political party out there that hates black people. Yeah, then why are 28 of the candidates black? Can't play the game of tokenism anymore or institutional racism. 28's a big number. 28 is a caucus if it wanted to be. But... There are people that are buying into this. They're buying into this toxicity of Donald Trump. The idea that, well, Donald Trump shouldn't run. I mean, he, you know, it's just, it's just, this is, you know, uh, it's just not right. It's just not good. It's just, look, it's just too toxic. If I were Donald Trump, I'd be like, screw you and your media and your toxicity. Who the hell are these people? They don't decide who runs. Nobody decides who runs. We might decide who wins, but we don't decide who runs. There's a difference. And again, I'll say this. Nobody owes it to anyone. Nobody's support is entitled or owed. That's what a primary contest is for. Whether it's Trump, DeSantis, Yunkin. This guy, Larry Hogan, I don't know where he thinks he's going to be president, but okay. The governor of Maryland out there trashing Trump. You never see Democrats trash their own party like this. Never. And yet there's what no shortage of Republicans that would rather just lose continually lest they find themselves with another Trump presidency or a different Senate minority leader or a different Speaker of the House or whatever it is. Donald Trump actually has an opportunity tonight. He has an opportunity to rebrand and reset. And to make the case, all right, you gave it to this guy Biden. 
I'm not in agreement with how some of the states ran their elections, but okay. Now your choice going forward is going to be gas prices that rise, taxes that rise, a border that's not secure, a deficit that's out of control, debt, the debt's going to rise. By the way, did you see Joe Biden spent three hours with Xi Jinping? Not only did he dress up in the garb of the Chinese Communist Party, he didn't bring up fentanyl. Remember when the media demanded, demanded that when Trump was on that stage with Putin in Helsinki, they demanded, they said, take this opportunity. Take this opportunity to accuse, to lambaste Vladimir Putin for meddling in the election, an election that Putin didn't meddle in. Oh, now you're with the Russians. Well, apparently they sat out 2008, 2012, the midterms, 2020, the past midterms. But they, the media demanded that Trump accuse Putin of meddling in our election. Did the media say, President Biden, do you have anything to say about to Xi Jinping about the endless stream of fentanyl coming from China? No. Did the media say, are you going to confront this man over the release of the COVID virus? No. Are they going to accuse him? of cozying up to a dictator as he stands there in a spirit Halloween costume and doesn't say anything about human rights in China. Of course not. Because it's Biden. And the meanie doesn't make demands of Democrats like that. Donald Trump has an opportunity tonight. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no advanced knowledge. But this idea that Trump owes it to go off into the sunset because the media said so is nonsense. Now, again, it's not 2016. It's not 2016. A lot's happened since then. Florida is now a red state. Florida, the must-win state, is no longer purple, and it's far from blue. And I got to be honest with you. There's really nothing about Ron DeSantis I don't like. And I think he'd make an incredible president. Andrew, see, you're walking along in the middle here. No, I'm just laying it out for you. Nobody benefits from Donald Trump attacking Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis just got reelected to governor. He's not even a declared candidate. Senator Cynthia Loomis said the other day when she was asked, who's the leader of the Republican Party? She said Ron DeSantis, whether he likes it or not. These are all things to be considered. I'll be watching at 9 o'clock just like you. Weintick 695, Patriot 957-2874. So much to get to. So much to get to. The media has declared Katie Hobbs the winner. Doesn't want to hear any questions about it. Liz Cheney's out there trolling Katie Hobbs. Uh, Liz, you lost too, by the way, just so you know. Their narratives are perfectly scripted, one for Democrats, one for Republicans. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, the NBC reporter, the NBC reporter who reported details of the assault on Paul Pelosi that ran contradictory to the national media narrative has been suspended by NBC. You want to know how dark web conspiracy theories get started? Baby, that's it.
We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.